Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. Now, I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like. And I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Sorry, I was on TikTok. Did you just say the phrase, I was on TikTok as some sort of excuse for something? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, somebody two weeks ago asked us a comic book question, and I have not checked TikTok since before that. And so uh, I was like, hey, sorry, here's the answer to your question. Did you think TikTok like closed down or something because you didn't answer the question or what happened there what i don't know man listen i'm running on like four hours of sleep so none of this is gonna make sense i just want you to know that yeah i feel like total shit to quote monsieur uh robert burnham great philosopher mm -hmm. i feel like a big old motherfucking duffel bag of shit yeah. You know that's Bo Burnham's first name, Robert? Is it really? Yeah, that's why there's a song at the beginning that the first few times I heard it, it's the first song, um, and the first few times I heard it, I got I was super confused because it, it says Robert's been a little depressed, mm -hmm. and it's him. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, what's going on? Not much. I, I don't feel very good. I got like a headache. Yeah. I worked out and I didn't drink very much water. So oh, I think that's probably you why. you gotta hydrate. Oh, also, I've had eyelashes in both of my eyes all day and uh, they're not coming out. Oh, that's the worst. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Can you see them in there or can you not find them? I haven't tried. I, I took a shower. The reason this is this is a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. The reason I worked out is so I would have to shower because I thought that that would get rid of them. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. You got to go back and take me through this line of thinking here. So you worked out because you thought if you worked out, it would force you to shower and the shower would force the eyelashes out of your eye. Yes. Otherwise, neither of those other two things would happen. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Okay. Also, I think my lips are chapped, which if you're on Patreon, you can see that. I, I didn't, they feel a little dry, but I didn't notice until this very moment that it looks like I have lipstick on. They look good. No, I think they look good. I think you should keep it this way. Should always be slightly underhydrated just for the lips. Right, yeah. I should, every day I'll take a cheese grater to my face. I mean... You know, whatever it takes, man. Beauty is pain. Sorry, we just started. Sarah's just coming home from the grocery store. She was very self-conscious about uh, interrupting us. Yeah, yeah, she should be. You know, you know what? This, <laughs> I was going to say, I was trying to make a joke about how, uh, I mean, this episode is like a week late, so it's not like anything matters. Oh, yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to start out with the top. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we're a little late because yeah. I don't life. You know what I mean? I do. You know what I'm saying, people? Life. Like, it's been a yeah. It's been a week. How are you? Uh, I'm exhausted right now. I'm yeah. fucking holy shit. I'm so tired. Like I you said, you had a birthday party that you had to plan and execute. I had yeah. Uh, Everson turned four. We had a birthday party. You showed up. That's that's good. You distracted the kids with juggling. That yep. was crazy. Mm -hmm. Just whip those out out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. As you do. 
Yeah, I mean, well, we did sign a contract to pay me for juggling, so I made sure to. I'm not paying you for this. Stop I'm trying to get me sure to pay you, you, said for this. you would. I'm not paying pretty you for sure this. You said it. I'm not paying you mm-hmm. for it. You're not gonna pizza out this, okay? So stop trying. I'm not ordering you pizza. Well, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Please, I would love to hear from Mal again. But <laughs> I, you know, what I realized after thinking about this after the fact is that I don't know what is weirder is the fact that you at a drop of a dime can whip out juggling pins and just start juggling at any given moment. Or the fact that when you do it, I don't bat an eye that this is odd behavior at all. <laughs> I've no, I've known you so long that I just will turn my head. I'm like, oh, Andrew started juggling. I guess, I guess we've been here for more than thirty minutes. Okay, great. Listen, when you have that many children in a single area, it's important to have a break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> it's true. Right. I'm it really it's my fault for not having the juggling pins on me. Yes. At all times. Thank you. Yeah. And by the way, thank you. And this is absolutely true. It's going to sound like we're making a bit. Thank you for going to your neighbor and getting the one that the child threw in the backyard out from there. Yeah. Hey, no problem, man. I was happy to help. You know, you did me a solid. I figured I might as well return. That's the right. Favor. That's right. Consider that a tip on top of the amount you will I'm inevitably not paying end up paying you for this. It's not happening. And I'm not getting you a pizza. Stop asking. OK, but not they don't know happen. about the pizza. You keep mentioning a pizza. I never said anything I about like a to pizza. I think that it doesn't even matter. Like just the fact that you would. I think they have known us long enough that they can piece together that either you're going to expect payment in money or pizza. <laughs> Besides, you already got me a pizza, didn't you? Isn't that... I sent you a picture. Yep, that's the pizza. Hope you enjoyed it. That's the one I definitely bought for you. It tasted a bit like uh, heroin? Yes, it's a special topping that they do. I went to a very artisan pizzeria where they do certain toppings. They do pecorino cheese. Uh, they do... Um, uh, what's that other... Pancetta instead of bacon. And then for a slightly more upcharge... Uh, they put on heroin. Hi, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all on the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. And get high off a slice of pizza. I'm not happy with that, but I got four hours of sleep. What are you going to do? This is the best intro I can give you. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. I will bill you later for the amount of money that you owe me. I'm not paying you. Please? You can bill me all you like. Yeah? You can bill me, sure. If it makes you yes, feel better to bill me. I can just keep me, sending you bills? Just keep sending me bills. And you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll even do you one better. You let that interest accrue, bud. You keep racking it up for me. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I will. You type up that little invoice on QuickBooks. All right? You send it right on over. The fact that you think I can afford QuickBooks is astonishing. Is it QuickBooks free? No. No, it's not. No, it's a subscription service? I don't know anymore. What isn't a subscription service anymore? Really? I was going to say Pornhub, but I think it is. It is. There is a subscription service. You want the good stuff. Uh, Hitmen? Oh, yeah. Well, that's really a once and done operation, isn't it? Right, yeah. You just keep going back. Every month I will go back to the body and shoot it in the head again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're subscribing to some sort of Hitman service, you're killing too many people. There's something inefficient about the way you're doing business is really what I'm saying. See, I like the idea that you get a subscription for one person. So he's like, (laughs) I will I will kill the guy. And then the next month I'll go to his grave and And I'll shoot shoot him. him. Yeah, just shoot at the ground. And then the next month I'll come back and I'll shoot him again. Yeah, that's good. Or he shoots him the first time. And then he takes a giant dump on the grave every month. Oh, see, that I would pay for, though. Yes, you see. I would pay for that. Mm-hmm. That's worth it. Yeah. That's good. Andrew, we have a, we have an interesting episode today. We, it's almost like we have two reading assignments. A bit, yeah. Because, really, we read two things. Mm-hmm. That's all that it comes down to. Yeah. Really. Have you seen The Eternals yet? I have not seen The Eternals yet. Get off my dick about it. 
I'm working on it. All right. I just threw a birthday party for a four year old. If you don't know what that entails, people. Oh, man. Don't worry, everyone. Don't worry. We're talking about Eternals today, the comic. Don't you worry, because we're definitely talking today right here about Marvel's The Eternals comic. Yeah, excellent. (laughs) Good. Put that, please, I want that to be the title of the episode. Just big, bold letters, The Eternals, and then little tiny font, the comic. Listen, you want us to talk about The Eternals movie in the MCU, and today we're going to talk about its influences. (laughs) Uh, but first, we're going to talk about a little something else. So we're we're talking about something called The Legend of Althea. So you kind of touched on this when you first told me about wanting to read this. But go back a little bit. How did this come to pass that that we're we're doing this? Sure. So uh, explain yourself. <laughs> we put out a, uh, a call to arms, as we do occasionally. We have it pinned on our Twitter and I retweet it every now and then. And one time that I did retweet it. Uh, it says, uh, I should say as well, it says, hey, uh, we're always looking for people who are writing for comics that, you know, would like some some idiots to discuss it and uh, maybe review it and put it out there and maybe have some people listen about it. And uh, if you know anyone or if you are anyone who has something that that falls under those qualifications, we would love to review it and uh, and talk about it on the show. And so I retweeted that once and somebody reached out and said, hey, I uh, I like this book by this person, this comic, and uh, they tagged him. And I think he responded or Royce Adkins, the writer, I think either responded or liked it or something. And I was like, yeah, we'll check this out. So uh, that's that's how I found it. Great. Yeah. Like we said, this is The Legend of Althea by Royce Atkins. This is a different format for us to be reading something in. This is the first time we've read anything on Webtoons, which I had seen ads for for other things. I know they have a Batman uh, like web comic that's going on. It's a web comic site essentially it's free as well it which is, is free. interesting yeah 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 so it's i mean yeah it seems like it's free and then you get you can almost like a crowdsource format of some kind you're able to some somehow donate or something or they can put some sort of link to a patreon or something like that it's very interesting too i mean i don't want this to be a review of webtoons but right. i like how it feels like you're just sort of scrolling panel by panel yeah it's not like reading it on a kindle or or right. on a right. you know a right. tablet of some kind or on your phone or computer or whatever it's not like reading a page by page comic right it just it's more like going on tumblr and just like scrolling, just scrolling down through. or on tiktok yeah. or whatever you just scroll to the next panel scroll to the next panel scroll to the next panel and it goes down in a straight line which is interesting <laughs> tumblr it's like the grinder for comics. <laughs> Tumblr. It's a weird how you put those two together. Also, please don't ever mention Tumblr. Don't ever let Tumblr come out of your mouth ever again. It just I love Tumblr, so it's gonna come out of my mouth a number of times. I love Tumblr so much. You know how I found Tumblr? How? On Grinder. Mmm. Well done. Should we get into this? Let's get into this. Yeah. So uh, Legend of Althea is about a young woman named Althea who goes in for a heart transplant and is given something life changing. Her new heart seemingly comes with new abilities, specifically life saving abilities, but at a cost. After she heals people, she carries their trauma around with her for an indeterminate amount of time. Uh, there's only, I think, seven issues out right now. It moves yeah. very fast, it does. which I enjoy. Yes, I do, too. What, what did you think of this? I really like this, actually. I'll be honest, just going into it when I first started. Again, this is the first time I've ever read anything on Webtoons. And when I first started, I was like just kind of getting used to the idea of like, oh, it's literally I'm scrolling panel by panel, that type of thing. But once I kind of my eye kind of adapted to that. And once I kind of got used to that format, I was able to really get into the story. And I actually really, really enjoyed this. Like, I really liked it. And I, I it, it didn't take long for me to realize, you know, when you're reading something and when you first start out, you're not you're still piecing things together. And then if it's something good, at some point you have to take a step back and go like, Oh, I got sucked into this. Like I was in it so much that I lost track of what's going on around me. And this is my way of saying, while I was reading it, I was hit by a bus, (laughs) but, uh, I had that happen where I was reading. And again, you know, like you said, they go very quickly, you know, these are not also, we should say kind of full length comics, you know, you're getting it with the scrolling. You're not getting, 
you know, 24 pages of a comic. You're getting. I think it said that it's 20 pages each issue. Is it really? So there's a. I was. I have this sort of saved at the end, but there's a. Uh, we'll talk about it more later. They. Okay. Uh, he is also doing a crowdfunding for this and right. and other projects, and you can buy the a uh, uh, trade paperback of this uh, yes. if you donate, and it it comes with the first five issues, and he says each issue is about 20 pages. Interesting, because it doesn't feel like 20 pages. Yeah, it, that's what I mean. It feels so fast, right? Yeah, but but within, by I would say maybe even just the second issue, I'm halfway through the second issue, and all of a sudden I realize I'm actually in this. Like, I, I really am enjoying this, and I'm, and I'm interested in the characters, and I'm, and I'm interested in where this is going. The flow is great. I would really love to actually I, I am actually kind of interested in getting the trade paperback because I would like to see this in comic form. I think the one critique, I guess I would say it's hard to even call it a criticism because it's not even really about the comic itself. It's more about the webtoon format is that since you're scrolling, you're scrolling down. Essentially, you're not scrolling across like a normal reading is that you're getting like the word bubble before you're getting the image. You're not getting the full panel like you normally do. And so there was a bit of that where it was like, I'm reading and then having an image and it's like one after the other. It is also sometimes a little bit like, uh, it can be difficult because it's like basically one big JPEG. Yes. It's not like, for example, TikTok, if anyone's familiar with that, where you just scroll and then there's the next thing. Yes. And then you scroll it and it, it like links into the next thing. It just like clicks in. It is one big JPEG that you're just sort of, you uh, you control exactly where it goes. So sometimes it can go a little far or you can accidentally see some of the next panel, which is a little bit like, like if it's the next page, that might be a big surprise, you know, and you can see a little bit of that. If you go a little too far, right, right, but that, right. As you said, that's that's the webtoon format. This also, I think, is this this writer's first comic on there. They have another. He has another comic called uh, Biopunks, right? But that's on Comicsology, right? And I would, after reading this, I would be interested in reading other stuff by this guy. That's the only thing that I could say definitively where I was like, it something. I bumped on something, but again, that's not really him. It's the format. I would actually love to see the trade paperback of this. I would love to see. A full like issues coming out again, 24 pages full, you know, really get in depth with the story. I really enjoyed it. I think the characters are really strong. There's a there's a few issues in a row where they kind of link on one event and then break it out amongst the different characters that are involved. There's a shooting not to spoil too much, but there's a shooting. And then for a few issues, they pause on that shooting and kind of go in depth with each character that is there at that shooting, what was happening before, a little bit before and after leading up to that moment. And then they continue on with the story, which I thought was kind of brilliant. I haven't seen that a lot where you have this momentum of a forward storyline and then you pause, you analyze one sp- like one turning point from every different angle, and then you continue on with the storyline. I thought that was kind of kind of brilliant the uh in doing that but like i said althea as a main character she's compelling she's three-dimensional you know she's not perfect she's a high school girl trying to make her way in high school she's got uh normal struggles of a high school girl she's got other struggles of just being a human in this world and then on top of that she's being given this power it is really like it does feel like a modern day spider-man almost in that way this person who is imperfect and then also having that great power thrust upon them and finding uh, trying to figure out what that responsibility of having this power is. What did you think of this since I'm, I'm rambling on about this? I loved it. Yeah, uh, I do also want to say I want to add on to what you were saying, which is that the writer actually his background and his education is in filmmaking. Yes. Which I think sort of comes through in this. And also he did a short film. He directed a short film that I have yet to watch. I want to, but I haven't had the time to yet called Outcast. It actually has a stunt actor and it looks like he's like maybe the main character right. that I really like. This was a, uh, apparently supposed to be a film. Oh, did uh, did you read that? I read an interview with him and he said, actually, at one point, this was originally going. He was going to shoot this as a film and then COVID happened and he couldn't shoot it anymore. And he was like, well, what do I do with this thing? And so he found an artist and they started doing it this way. And I actually, to tell you the truth, 
like it this way better. Like yeah. I could, I could kind of understand what the, what he would do with the film, but I like this format better for this story. I agree. I think it moves too fast to be a film. Yeah. Which is something that uh, I, I wouldn't really like. I don't think in a film format, but it's something that like when stuff moves too slow in comics, you know, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Yes. But uh, he has a short film called outcast that if he gets his because uh, the, the crowdfunding is actually for a publishing company he wants to make. And if he makes enough money on that past their goal, which they've already reached, then uh, he's going to start releasing this outcast short film as a comic, which might yeah. be pretty cool, too. That'd be very cool. So about uh, Legend of Althea, I love it. Uh, I started uh, like at the beginning, I was like, OK, all right, what's going on with this? There's like a, a family dynamic that I was like, is it because like, we didn't know anything about this. Right. I was like, what is this about? Is this a family thing? And but it boom, almost immediately. It's like the third panel. Yes. Boom. Something's wrong. Main characters in the hospital. There's there's almost no backstory. There's no exposition at all. You're just like sitting on a bench, having fun. And then all of a sudden you're not and you're in a hospital, yep. which I love. And the entire story sort of unwinds that way as well. The more it goes, the more it's just like, boom, 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 boom. This point, then this point, then this happens. But when you're thinking of this is happening, then this is happening until they start to look at the same event from multiple directions, which yes. I thought like you were talking about is very interesting. And it sort of slows down for a second there and then immediately picks back up again. Right. But right before the moment where you'd be like, do I like this? What's going on? Are we sitting here right yeah, before yeah. that moment? Are we going to sit here the whole time? And then it picks up right. again. And then yeah. you're not. And it just picks back up again. And it bounces back and forth between characters. Very interesting. I love how fast and sharp it is. I yeah. found myself by the end of each issue being like, no, no, I want to see what happens next. And by the time I got to the end, a lot of times these reading assignments, the things we have to do for the show can sort of feel like a chore. Even yeah. if I end up liking them, I can feel like, oh, I got to do this. But I, I went through seven issues in like 30 minutes or yeah. something, and I was like, oh, I was hoping there'd be more of this. You're never waiting for the next thing to happen, which I really like. There are a couple cons that um, that I was like, ah, I don't know about this. There are some sort of character behaviors that I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Such as? Uh, give, me, give me an example. I'm curious. All right. Well— it's hard for me because there's so, I, I don't really know what's going to be a spoiler because we're so early into this story. But there's right, a character. Right, right. The main character uh, has a family member in the hospital. She's just had a heart transplant. And one of her best friends is like, you've been acting weird. And uh, the main character, Althea, says, well, you know, my dad's in the hospital. And I got a heart transplant. And it's like, maybe you should back off about it. Maybe that's why I'm acting weird because she's trying to conserve. She's trying to, to keep her identity secret. Her, her like superpower secret because she doesn't want people to know. And that's the real reason she's been acting weird. But like, that could also be a reason you're acting weird. Uh, like, I, I, it's weird to me that that then the friend is like, why did she snap at me? And it's like, because her dad's in the hospital and she had a, a heart transplant. And then Althea is feeling bad because she's like, oh, I shouldn't have snapped at her. And it's like, no, you should have. So there are some things that I'm like, but it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility that characters would feel right. this way. It does right, feel right, right. a little weird to me that they are so towards that yeah like it's so it's a little too much in that direction for me but we're getting nitpicky right. here for me the, i think the only reason i didn't bump on that is that and i'm not trying to use this as kind of a blanket excuse that they can do whatever they want but i also uh, you're you're also very aware that these are adolescents yeah you know what i mean so they're not quite you know if, if i i think if i was reading the same scenario with full-fledged adults and they were like, why are you acting so weird? And it's like, because my dad's in the hospital and this and that. I'd be like, yeah, you idiot. You should have the life experience to understand and be more empathetic. But I I feel like to me, because they're high schoolers, they're trying. And, and also that character was dealing with a, a sense of jealousy of her best friend hanging out with someone else. And so there was another motivation to that. But I understand what you're saying. Like, I cannot. And to I be completely see. clear, it's more about what happens after that, which is that she's like, after that event happens, she's like, nah, she's hiding something. <laughs> and I'm like, could just be what she said. Or it could be the thing that she said. Yeah, which it isn't. Like, we're, yeah. we're supposed to know that. But I don't know. Maybe this is her, like, villain origin or something. We have no idea right. where this is going to go. That'd be really compelling. I know, right? Yeah. I also uh, put here, it feels a little short. It's hard for me to tell before I get a physical copy because I am going to get one but it does move very fast and um as the story continues to flesh out i don't think that's going to be a problem like right now it's like it feels very short and it ends very quickly yes but the more that we get of this i think it's going to be less of an issue yeah because ah, the, no pun intended well done well done yeah because like you said like each one is 20 pages and i was like really i can't yeah 
Because, you know, I could see the panels that I was reading. I was like, oh, this would be like one page, like one, two, three, four, five, six. Here is one page. So I'm I'm curious, at, at least about if I were to see it in trade paperback, how it all kind of fleshes out on the page. That being said, I really want this to be a full fledged comic because there is room for this to also be fleshed out just in the details, you know what I mean? To flesh, to, to give it more room to breathe character-wise, because these are compelling characters. And this is more of a drama piece. It has superpowers in it. I do like the idea of, like, somebody gets superpowers, and the first thing they don't... It's not the first thing to they think of to slap on a costume and go save the world. They're just like, I got these powers. I don't know what to do with them. All I care about is trying to be able to use it to save this one person who I care about. You know, that's it. Yeah. It's very interesting as well. The um, the title is not the name of a superhero. The title is the name of the Peter Parker. It's the legend of Peter Parker, not the amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. Oh, that's a good point that I never even picked up on. Yeah. I really, I, I kind of almost can't say enough good things about this because I really, really like it. I think one of the things I find refreshing about it is this is, it, it, did uh, the one on Comicsology come out after this or before this? Before. Is this his second comic? Before. So this is his second his second comic. Even for a second comic, I mean, the writing here is really strong. Yeah. I know you and I have done a couple of these before, and rightfully so. Sometimes the writing is a little wonky and it's a little hard because it's someone's first time out and writing is an experience. You have to keep going at it to get really, really good at it. Well, I think a lot of people also don't quite expect how difficult it's going to be to make a comic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But this from like out the gate, I'm like, this guy is a strong writer. Yeah. Just naturally this guy, you could tell this guy is deft at this. He's a storyteller. Yeah. He's a storyteller for sure. And he gets the genre. I love the art as well. Actually. I, yeah. I think the art is very, very, um, visceral and emotional and yeah. you can really you could almost read this without the writing you can and the, and the style to it there's a consistency to it that's really really nice like i feel i understand what this world looks like and what it is it doesn't ever say that it's the future but it feels futuresque uh but not but like, not too far in the future but not either. too far in the future <laughs> it doesn't feel inaccessible at all yeah you know you're like, there's some robots and there's an artificial heart involved and things like that. But for the most part, I'm like, I still understand all of this. This isn't, you know, you don't need yeah, to this ex- robots now. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to expl- overly explain. You're just like, all right, this is the future. That's fine. Really, it's the future because they need like a heart that is capable of doing whatever it's whatever it, it is doing to yeah. Althea. Which I appreciate, too. We don't get enough comics that are just like, no, this is it. Figure it out. Jump on. If you're not on. We're going to leave you in the dust. We'll flesh out the parts as we need to flesh them out. But they don't. That's what I love about it is that they don't really flesh out the environment. They just assume that you're going to be able to pick up on that, which I like because we can. We're not idiots. It is all about the characters and their relationships to each other and what's going on with this main character. Right. And that's what I mean, though, is like down the line, if there's something in this we want to flesh out more, we can. But you don't they don't feel he doesn't feel the need to put everything up front. Like there's this the whole base of the thing is she gets a new heart and it gives her superpowers and they could you know he could go in a direction of well she's using it to save her dad but meanwhile there's some you know where does the heart come from and he's and he could set up all the threads at once and he doesn't he just this is the thread we're dealing with now there's all these other threads out there all these questions out there you know does the heart do this with just her is someone else out there like her are there other things going on? Where did this thing come from? It's a, If it's a one-off anomaly, why is it like this? All that doesn't matter yet. We're telling this story. When we get done with this story, maybe we'll move on to the next story. Or maybe we won't. You know? I'm very excited about the aspect of perhaps a Justice League-style universe yes. of this world. Right. Like, I know that's way down the line, and I, I don't want to rush anyone into this, but, like, because I do want to see the end of this first, but I love the idea of, like, maybe someone who gets a prosthetic leg from the same company has exactly. a different thing that maybe makes them super fast or right. something like that. Yeah. Are these things, you know, are they accidental? Yeah. Are they on purpose? You know, there's enough questions here where I'm going, I want to stay in this world and find out as much about it as I can, you know? It's really and it I guess the beauty is in the simplicity with it. You know, it's just there's an elegance to this to this comic. There's an elegance to this writing that 
it gives me enough that I'm staying interested, but not so much that I'm like, well, you got to answer all these questions if you brought them up. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I don't really find that there are a lot of questions even. I, I, like, I have questions, but there's not like, it never feels like lost. Right. But that's what I'm saying. My questions. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but my, I'm saying like, okay, you have questions, but it never feels like the way Lost did or Heroes did, where it was like, at the end of an episode, they'd open up a thing. It's and, not a mystery box. Yeah, exactly. And there'd be like some, yeah. what's going to happen with this? And then maybe they'll answer it. Maybe they won't. And then the next episode ends with another mystery. Then maybe they'll answer it. Maybe they won't. And every answer has two more questions to it. Right. Yeah. And this this is like you can tell the the writer went to a film school as well because every character in here has very clear goals and very clear obstacles. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like this. I really really like this. I feel like I don't have too much more to say because as we've said before, if you really like something, there's not too much to talk about because you really like it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing it's not to like pick we can apart. pick it apart. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you like it again, it's free on Webtoons. So uh, just you can literally Google Legend of Althea and it's like one of the first things to come up and uh, you can just read through it. Yeah, it's really great. I d- definitely check it out. Support this guy. And anyway, yeah. uh, he also has a, a podcast uh, as well called the uh, it's the Blurred Empire. Yeah, that's it. It's the Black Nerd Empire or the Blurred Empire. I almost said the blurredest, and I was like, <laughs> nope. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. You can thing. also follow him on That's Twitter. His uh, handle is at Roro Beckley. So uh, check that out. And also, yeah, uh, Blurred Empire, the the podcast is with his dad, which I guess we should touch on this at least once. I don't want to dwell on it too sure. much. But his dad is Sinbad, the actor, yep. who I also didn't. I was like, is he a nerd? And I listened to some of the episodes and I'm like, what is he a nerd about? Like, it's mostly just them sort of chatting. Right. And I'm like, does he like comics? What's going on? Is he just like a film nerd? Is that the thing? Right. So uh, I, I got to listen to more of that and find that out. Yeah. 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 Cool. They're also crowdfunding. You can, uh, if you're interested in the comic, they're crowdfunding, I think for like maybe one or two more days, but I'm definitely going to get the comic and uh, we should chat if you want it because we can get that on media lunch break money as well but uh they're crowdfunding they've already reached their goal but they do have some stretch limits or stretch goals yeah so like if they make a little bit more money they're going to release a spanish version of the comic which oh, would be cool. cool their crowdfunding if you want to support them and get some cool stuff is on zoop.gg if you go there uh you can just scroll down and find it because uh that is like a, a crowdfunding website right. so they have a bunch of different stuff on there so you can find it that way if you want to go directly to it you can go to zoop.gg slash c slash stone harbor comics which is the publisher company that uh, Royce Adkins is trying to put up. Yeah. And it looks like he will because he already made his goal. They have a cool uh, set of Legend of Althea signed by the writer, Biopunks signed by the writer, and a glow-in-the-dark enamel pin, which uh, I'm going to get that. Oh, that's uh, kind of cool. Yeah. You do love your enamel pins. I do very much. You really do. And also, I like stuff signed by, like, if I like it, I want it signed by the writer. Signed enamel pin? No, I don't think so. But you can probably find him. He goes to conventions a bunch. He goes to San Diego Comic-Con, so maybe you can go with the pin and be like, yo, sign this. Sign it right now. Was he in New York? I don't think so. Okay. It's hard for me to tell because I don't know how I would look that up, but uh, he has photos on his website from San Diego Comic-Con like two years ago, I think. But not New York. It's the city that never mm. sleeps, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Pizza, whatever. Rats. <laughs> all sorts of things. Gangsters. I don't know. Four hours of sleep. Should we go on to the other thing? Let's go on to talking about the thing you've all been waiting for, the Eternals, Eternals the comic. comic. I'm trying to sync it up that we do it at the same time now. So you, for the reading assignment, you gave me Neil Gaiman's The Eternals. This was, I was going to just look at my notes and give information about the background of this. And then I realized, let me just check. Didn't actually take any notes. So, uh, I was like, I usually I've tried to be better about doing that with reading assignments. And then I was like, oh, I'm looking at my computer and realized I threw a birthday party for a four year old. That's what I have. So that's what I'm rocking with right now. So, nope. But I can tell you this. I have notes. Excellent. Please, for the love of God. As always on this podcast, save my ass. All right, you'll be getting a bill from me later. A group of seemingly normal people begin to realize they have forgotten about their actual lives. A doctor, a party planner, a homeless man living under a bridge are all immortal beings called Eternals. And it's up to them to ensure the Earth isn't destroyed by a waking celestial. So that's the, uh, the plot of this. 
I do have some uh, a little bit of backstory on how this came to be. Yeah, give me the backstory first, and then we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I have a quote from Neil Gaiman from an interview. It's a bit of a doozy, so stick around. Uh, it's a long one. Neil Gaiman said in an interview, and in, this is in like 2013 or something. He said, I was in New York in June, and Joe Casada said, look, what about the Eternals? Do you remember the Eternals? I said, oh, my God, yes. I read them as they came out back in the 70s. And even at that time, you sort of went, okay, there's something going on here. This is so Kirby. But you also felt that it was late stage Kirby. It was Jack creating something with bits of things that went back to New Gods and bits of his 2001 comics and also bits of things like his designs for the Lord of Light theme park that he did. It was designed but never made. All of that was the kind of stuff going on in here. It was also a comic book that never seemed to know if it was in the Marvel Universe or not. I remember noticing that when I was 15 or 16 when I was reading it. Is this Marvel or isn't it? Here you have some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and in the next issue it seems to be explicit the Marvel characters only exist in comics. Then it never really finished. It just sort of died out and half-heartedly incorporated into the Marvel Universe, but never really seemed to gel. Bits of it did, bits of it didn't. I thought that it would be a really fun project, so I said, sure, I think I'll do that. Uh, what? Are we Are we back? Yes, we're back. Is it did over? You, uh, did you go to the bathroom? I had a sandwich, went to the bathroom, took a nap, got a doctorate. Listen, Neil Gaiman likes to listen to himself talk. <laughs> yes, yes. He's, and you know what I do, too? Yeah, sure. I actually like to listen to him talk as well. Yeah, that makes two of you. So, let's get into this. I liked this. Yeah. I think I like this. I'm kind of on the fence about this. Did the, Can you at least tell me this? After what you initially gave me, did this run continue afterwards? Yes. Okay. All right. It's very much a, like a first act volume. Uh, so I, I, I like this. I think I understand what Neil Gaiman is saying about the characters of like not really sure if they live in the Marvel universe or don't live in the Marvel universe. I mean, obviously with this one, by the way, uh, just in case spoilers for Neil Gaiman's, the Eternals, it's very clear. They live in the Marvel universe. Cause you get like Ant-Man and the Wasp and Iron Man all show up and everything. It's like yellow that. jacket. First of all, sorry, it is. Uh, sorry. You're right. It is yellow jacket. I'm a son of a bitch. We'll get tweets, but it is very much like a first act thing. I think first of all, it borders on, it really kind of, hems that line of a little bit about what we were talking about with legend of Althea of like, it doesn't feel the need to explain itself. It is kind of what it is. And you're meant to kind of like catch up with it as far as, uh, you know, the celestials and the eternal. Yeah, well, that's one of the benefits as well of having a main character who doesn't remember who he is, is that you're learning it with him because you're kind of on that journey with them. Yeah. So you're there. Tra- the idea is like you're supposed to be a little bit confused because they're also a little bit confused, which I get at the same time. There is a lot going on as far as like celestials and and eternals and uh, uh, um what do you call them? Deviants? Deviants. Yeah, yeah. And also the Avengers are there. And also the Avengers. There's a lot of stuff going on. So there are certain points where I'm like, am I supposed to be confused because the character's confused? Or am I just confused because this is a little muddled and there's a lot going on that maybe needs a little more explanation? And so there was a little bit of that, this kind of like waffling back and forth on, am I, su- am I supposed to be feeling this way or is this not the best writing. Yeah, I still don't really know what a unimind is. Yes, a unimind. And they, they throw it again. They throw out all these terms like they're they've been around for a while. And again, the idea is like the Eternals have all forgotten that they were Eternals, except for Icarus, who at some point also did forget he was an Eternal. But when we find them, and maybe Ajax. Yeah, maybe Ajax. But again, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's a little bit of like, I can't tell if we're supposed to just go with it. And it's like, you're jumping into this world midstream. And so you're supposed to go with that. Or maybe you should have explained this a little bit more. Like, again, like things like a Unimite, they just throw out these terms because they've been around for a while. Neil Gaiman uh, in his writing tends to like to leave things very open to the imagination of the reader. So I, I suspect it's probably sure, that. But I think with things like the Unimind is a really good example. So I'm going to, I'm going to latch onto that. Like with things with the Unimind, 
he throws out that term and it's less that you're meant to kind of leave that open for your interpretation and more like, no, you just didn't explain this properly. Like, I don't know what that is, because the other thing is he then uses the Unimine at like a really climactic moment. And I'm like, great, but I don't know why this is big, a big deal that you're doing this. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. It's great that they did it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it seems really important to them and really big to them that they're achieving this. But for me, the outside audience, I'm like, there are no stakes for me. I don't understand what the stakes are. And I think maybe that's where it loses me a little bit is that because it's a little muddled in that fashion, I never really felt a huge amount of stakes and a huge amount of urgency where it's like, oh, my God, they're going to do the Unimind. Like that should have been a real crossing the streams moment where you talk about it and then. You go, oh, my God, I can't believe they're actually going to do this thing where they just kind of mentioned the Unimine a couple times and then they did it. And I was like, and then it didn't work. And I was like, is yeah, that basically all they did was they said, hey, a long time ago, we did a Unimind. And they were like, oh, yeah. And that was it. And then they were like, hey, let's do that thing again. And then we were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, it didn't work. And we were like, wait, what was it supposed to do? Wait, did it? Well, did I, I it, don't know. Yeah. What? Could, how? What? When? <laughs> is it happen? Is it still <laughs> happening now? Am I the Unimind? Is that does it come out of the comic? What happens? So there was a lot of that. I, I you know, and the other thing is it does very much feel like I said, like an act one storyline where it's like, yes, the characters don't know that they're Eternals. And that's most of the storyline where the guy, the main character is like, I'm not an Eternal. I'm just a doctor. And did it. And you're like, come on, man. We all know. We know where this is going. We know where this is going. You're all Eternals. Like, let's fucking get on this. Let's just get to the part where we're all Eternals. The title of the book is Eternals. Exactly one of the things I, I wanted to say. I, I wanted to bring that up as well. But I uh, when we were talking about Legend of Althea, but I figured I should wait until we get to this, is that there's none of that in Legend of Althea. There is a lot of like. Uh, like a like five ten pages of like all right come on come on in eternals yeah 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 where you're just like i know what's gonna happen i know i know you have to kind of flesh this out and the story is everybody has to remember but there are other things that you could have used this time to flesh out that seem more important like the unimind like the unimind yeah you could have gotten everybody a little more on board with remembering that they're eternals and then we don't need 10 pages of hey man i'm not what you're talking about you're crazy i'm just a regular grad student or whatever yeah 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 you could do that like twice And then just call it a day. That's fine. Because by the time the whole celestial waking up thing happens, uh, I'm like, I'm already, I don't know why this is important anymore. I've been so focused on grad student remembering that he's actually who he is. I will say this. I did like, is it Sprite? The kid. It's Sprite. Yeah. Right. I was, I was going to ask about uh, how you felt about the, uh, his story, her storyline. It's storyline. I think his. Their storyline. I think it's he, but it I could matter. be wrong. They. Let's say their storyline. I, I actually like their storyline. Theirs is the most interesting because it, it was something where I was like, I've never seen this before. There is a little bit of, I don't quite get, again, that not quite explaining things. He's, sorry, they, 11 years old for like a thousand years or something, but he's just a human. He's just a regular human, but he hangs out with the Eternals. Why? I don't know why. Like, why are the Eternals keeping this kid around? You know what I mean? They, they, they don't really explain like, he's our snappy sidekick or he earned his way on by... Well, because we were on and we were stopping or whatever and he helped or whatever. And now he's do they explain it? And I just missed it. Did I fall asleep during this? No, no. But I mean, uh, presumably Sprite, when they were an eternal, had powers of some kind. So was he an eternal? Were they an eternal? And then they lost their powers? Yes. Did I miss that? That's correct. So Sprite, they explain. Yeah, yeah. That Sprite was an eternal and then gave up. The powers of the Eternal. I, I forget how. I think maybe the Unimind did it or something. This is what I'm saying. I think no, no, but I think it said that. Right. But it's hard but I'm for me to like, remember. There's it. so many terms being kind of tossed around at some points that I kind of lose track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the important part is that Sprite was an Eternal. Okay. And was sick of being eternally 11 years old. So they um, right. They did something that screwed over. It's the thing that made everyone else lose their memory. For some reason, 
And it made Sprite no longer an eternal. Right. So, he, yes, it made him human. I did like the idea that he is. I, I liked his motivation for doing what he did. Yeah. You know, that he is. He was like, I just want to be done. And I and that's a compelling motivator. And I understand it's simple and it's clear and it's everything he does after that. I'm like, everything you do is justified. I understand why you're doing it. And it totally makes sense to me. I think that's maybe why I liked him the most is because his intentions were easily the clearest of all of them. The rest of them, I'm like, man, I don't know, like so much shit's going on around here. I don't want to make it sound like I really hated this. And I didn't. I did like this, but it just kind of like might have missed a lot of stuff, too, because their whole thing is they are protecting the Earth until the Celestials come back. Right. I do understand that idea. I understand what they're doing. I just, again, like we said, unimind celestial, a lot of terms being thrown around, a lot of jargon that they kind of toss out there. And then they don't, I appreciate sometimes not being spoon fed certain things, but like a unimind is some sort of power. Explain what the power is, because if you're going to use it, you got to explain why it's a big deal. You know, the celestial, I could kind of gather from just the imagery of the art Okay, that's an immense thing. That has a lot of power. It's an important thing. I get it. The picture says a thousand words. But you know, you say the word unimind and you see a ghost come out of six people. I'm like, I don't know what that does. I don't know what this is. You know, that means nothing to me. Some other things that I liked. I love that the name Mark Curry comes from the name Makari, which is his actual eternal name. I like that Druig is neither a bad, like none of them are heroes or villains. Druig seems like a total dickhead and then he's kind of a hero at the end and then he just goes back to being a total dickhead like he's going to save the day because that's what he's programmed to do. He has to help the earth and uh, defeat the or you know protect the celestials and blah blah blah. So uh he comes in and he joins them and then he's like, "All right, now uh never bother me again. I'm going back to doing dick shit." I like that they're real people. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I like that because the idea is that there were a hundred of these guys at some point and they're like, "Listen, like they're just basically a society. They're like, yeah, there's some good people, there's some bad people, you know, whatever. That you got, you, you know, it's luck of the draw with the Eternals. You can get some of the good ones and some of the bad ones, but at the end of the day, that's who we got. So let's do a Unimind or let's team up and do whatever. The art, for the most part, is fine, but it's also kind of dull. Like I think uh, the comic covers are really cool, and then the artwork is just like, oh yeah, this is this is some stuff. Yeah, Casada's work. I think he's a good artist, but I think like like all works, the it works best if the artist and the and the material lend themselves to each other. And Casada's work works really well for like a Daredevil or Spider Man or something a little more street because it's a little rougher, you know. It's heavy lines that type of thing, and this. It feels like, you know, again, you're dealing with celestials and the universe and protectors of all space and time and things like that. And it's like you want something a little more. I want to say elegant just for lack of lack of a better term. But this. Yeah, it doesn't quite do all of the things that they're trying to do justice. You were talking about how you like that they're sort of people. They're not like heroes or villains or whatever. I actually have a quote from Neil Gaiman. Where he said, I think what makes them special is that they are neither mutants nor superheroes or supervillains. What I think is so interesting is that they are people. They have superpowers and some of them even have costumes. But fundamentally, they've been undercover a very long time. And they are people who have cool, godlike, magical powers. But they're still us. Only they are us without assured death in the same way. Yeah, I think... And I do like that. I like this. And again, I was interested if there's run kept going because it is interesting enough and the characters are interesting enough that I would want to possibly read more from this. Like to see where this arc goes, because it is it, it does lend itself to the ability to be just like a drama. You know, these are just people. They have special abilities. They're on a different plane of existence than we are. But at the same time, like I said, there's kind of no choosing. No one's deemed to be an eternal. You just are. You could be a dickhead or you could be 
a saint, it, but, and anything in between there, you know, you kind of, it's again, it's kind of that luck of the draw sort of thing. And so it's not black and white. It is not all just white hat wearing heroes and mustache twirling villains. You, you know, you get Drew who seems like he would be an absolute tyrant. And really at the end of the day, he's just like, I'm a dick, but uh, this is what I got to do. So I'm going to do it. And then, like you said, once everything is done, he's like, great. Nobody bother me. I'm just going to go in the corner. You know, we all live in this thing that is it's a city that was made for a hundred people. And there's six of us. I'm going to go in the corner. No one bother me. I'm, you're never going to see me. I'm not going to see you. Um, it's like your roommate that you don't get along with. Just don't bother me. I'll label all my stuff in the fridge. Nobody drink my milk or eat my sandwich. Fuck you all. I'll see you at the next crisis, everybody. <laughs> so would you recommend this? I, you know, as much as I think I've been shitting on it, I probably would, actually. It is a good read. And it's not it's not slow by any means. So you can kind of plow through this pretty quickly. And there are interesting characters in this. Uh, what's her name? Cersei is an interesting character. I like her a lot. Mark Curry is an interesting character. Even Icarus it kind of in his is kind of humorous in the ways that he always has like, oh, well, the machine hasn't activated yet. And they're like, how do you know? And he's like, because the planet still exists. And somebody even says, like, I hate you. <laughs> like, I, I love that idea. There is a pompousness to him that is totally unintentional, which I kind of love. You know, there's little details to these characters that make it compelling enough that I do want to actually read it. So, yeah, I, I would probably actually recommend this to somebody. You have anything else about it you want to say? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if I would. Well, that's that that would be included in the. Do you have anything else you want to say? Would you recommend this to someone? No. <laughs> Great. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Would you really not recommend this to people? Nah, I don't think so. Maybe, probably not. Like, if you're like, yeah. no, nah, I've read, like, if, I, if there's so many better things, I think, that you could read. Like, if I'm yeah. like, what about Saga? And they're like, Reddit. And I'm like, what about Hawkeye? And they're like, Reddit. And I'm like, what about Mr. Miracle? Right. And they're like, Reddit. And I just go through all the things that I like. Right. And they're like, right. yeah, I've already read those. If you have anything else, then maybe I'll be like... Neil Gaiman wrote Eternals once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you, had you right. read this before this? No. OK, so this was fresh for you. Too. I was familiar with the Eternals. I'd read a few issues of the super old one and okay. was not a huge fan. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this I think this is an improvement, but um, it's 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 a little dull for me. I mean, you're working again, like Neil Gaiman said, you're kind of working with these half ideas that Kirby put together at the end of his career. Right. So you're you're uh, you know, there is room Sometimes it's good because there's room for improvement and there's room to do something with that. But at the same time, sometimes you're like, oh, there's a reason this didn't work. And now I can see why it didn't work. I might recommend it if you are bored with Marvel. Like if you're like, I, I liked Marvel, but like the punchy, punchy stuff. I, I don't really give a shit about Captain America and Iron Man anymore. You know, give me something else, something that isn't that's like in the universe, but it's not about the Avengers. It's not about any of these other characters. Give me something else. Then maybe I'd be like, yeah, you could try this. Yeah, I could see that. That would that would make sense. That would make sense for, as a reason to recommend this. OK, you ready for yours? Oh, God. Do I have to do something now? Yes. I think you'll like this, actually. So I've been waiting. Please say Taco Bell. Please say Taco Bell. Please say Taco Bell. Say this every week. And Andrew, the time has come. Your assignment is Taco Bell. All right. Well, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Nope. 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 Oh, was that a joke? Don't try it. It's not actually. Yes. Oh. I know you. You try and end the podcast on a joke like I'm really serious so that you can say that your assignment is Taco Bell, <laughs> but it's not Taco Bell. I I will give you permission. You can eat Taco Bell while reading this reading assignment. OK, that's fine. I'll just bill you later. OK, that's fine. No, damn it. You sly bastard. To be fair, I think you said I can bill you as many times as I want. That's true. You can actually. And keep that interest accruing. It'll come through one day. <laughs> I promise you. OK, your assignment is... This is a, a series that has been going on. It's a 12-issue maxi-series that I've been waiting for, for it to finish up. It just finished up a couple of weeks ago. It's called Strange Adventures. Strange Adventures, right? It's a 12-issue maxi-series about Adam Strange. Do you know the hero Adam Strange from DC? It's Doctor Strange's uglier brother. Yep, that's it. Okay, great. You're going to love it. It's great. You're going to love it for one reason. Here, I'm going to get you on board. Ready right now. Ready? 
written by Tom King. Oh, I've actually heard of this. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think I've read 11 out of the 12 issues. So I will be finishing this with you. I've been waiting for this to finish to give you this reading assignment. And it came out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait on the last issue. We'll finish it together. All right. You know what I like about this? This episode, we're recording it like like a week late, mm-hmm. basically. So we don't have a whole lot of time between this episode and recording the next one. Actually, the next one's going to be news, so that doesn't it doesn't matter. I was going to say, so you just gave me a 12 issue, but it does still shorten it. I only have like a week and a half instead of two weeks to read 12 issues. The, I'll, I will say this. They're pretty quick. They go by. I think they go pretty quickly. You're going to read this and be like, you yeah, are. I'll be dead the judge wrong. of that. But I, I like this. There's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a mystery in this that I think is up your alley as well. But uh, I like it. It's, I think it's really, really good. And yes, we'll probably also talk about the uh, the the I'm trying to think of the opposite way to do this. The the Neil Gaiman comic book run of the Eternals movie. You gave it a valiant effort. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we'll probably we'll just we'll do that. Right. You're going to yeah. see it. Yes. By then we'll see it. I'll, I'll definitely. See. I'm going to see it this. I'm going to try and see it this week. Just, you know, life, man. Life. Listen, I hear you. We went to see it right before your son's birthday. (laughs) I'm falling asleep as you were talking. You saw it right before my son's birthday? So there was a risk you weren't going to come to my son's birthday because the Eternals were going too long? What, like it was going to run late? Like it was going to go into overtime? (laughs) It could have. It could have. doesn't usually happen. You never know. Man, you know what I love? What do you love? That usually these endings are like... Pizza. You love pizza. I do. I'm... Uh, you going to send me some? No. Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Oh, they can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio and Pandora. We're also on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're a bunch of other places, too. Give us a Google... Give a little Google search or go duck go, I think is uh, one as well. We're probably what the hell is that? You ever heard of go duck go? It's probably the second most popular search engine. It's like how, you know, Google blocks a bunch of stuff that like you're not su- supposed to see. Do I ever go duck go does not. I think that's the name of it. It's got duck in the name. Doesn't matter though, because you can also find us on Twitter where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook. You know what I'll do to find it? Is I'm gonna Google it. Actually, I think it does come up. <laughs> you doing it right now? Oh, it's Duck Duck Go. That's the one. Oh no, that's just porn. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're on youtube.com slash the media lunch break. Chris, have you tried editing any of our footage that we filmed? You and I both know I haven't. That's right. We're also on TikTok where we just made our first post in three weeks and that uh, of course is uh, the media lunch break is our handle there you can also find us on patreon uh, which is patreon.com slash the media lunch break if you'd like to give us a dollar we would love to take your dollar um, we'll even do a little dance you might not see it but we'll do it I do a dance every time we get a new patron and we're gonna start putting really all, yes I do every single time would you like to see it can I see what the dance yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our patrons are gonna be able to see this dance I do a little wiggle just like this. Yeah, Chris is doing it too. I don't have the energy for this. But yeah, so our patrons can see that because one of the benefits of being a, a certain tier of patron is that you can see filmed versions of all of our all of our episodes, which is very nice. It's very cool. You can see our faces. You can see our beautiful faces. You can see that I trimmed my beard way down since the last time you saw me. And uh, it gives us a little bit of money and it's very helpful. So, you know, if you get like a... Like, That's oh, what fuck. it is. Yeah. I'm very Jesus-y I was trying right to place it. I couldn't figure out. I was like, something's different about him. I'm very Jesus-y. I have Your the beard. long hair, the little beard. Very fake Jesus. I'm very European Jesus-y. It, yeah. So yeah, do that. Go to patreon.com slash media lunch break and give us a dollar. Stop what you're doing. Do it right now. We'll wait. Is that enough time? Wait, give it another second. Because sometimes the internet's slow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And they might need to refresh. So give it another That's second. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it might not be payday. They might need to wait until they get a check first. So That's true. You should wait. Okay. So let's give it. Pay. Let's just pause on the mics for about 24 hours. Well, are we sure? What if they get paid next week? Oh, you know what? You're right. Let's just come back next week and do the same bit. You don't want to sit on the mic until then? Actually, no. Let's sit on the mic. Do it. Do it. 
Do it, do it, do it. Become do a patron. It, Google gobble, it, Google gobble. It, one of us, one of us. Patreon. I think that's enough time. Yeah, that's good. We, you can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, Chris always says he wants a five-star review, which with the worst review in the text, in Thank the description. You. That's what I want. So uh, I would like to see that now as well. I think we, we've we earned it. We deserve it. I think Give so. Give us a five-star review. I'm glad you've come around on this on one. Us. I think I'm glad you've come around on this. Yeah, I definitely have. Special shout-out and a thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. We couldn't do this without you. We probably could, but it's a nice thing to say. And uh, I think that's it. As always, if you have a thing... Listen, we just did... Half of the show about somebody made a thing and then was like, hey, can you check this out? Or someone else recommended this thing that somebody else created and was like, hey, you guys should check this out. We loved it and we gave it a shout out. We're always looking for stuff like that. If you're a creator or you know a creator or you just were on like Webtoons, a site like that, and you were like, I found this thing. I think it's great. I want to give it some love. I want to give it a shout out. Send it over to us. We'll check it out. If you're a creator, you're like, hey, can you take a look at this and uh, talk about it a little bit? Give it a little critique. Send it over. We love that stuff. I think I think that's again, those are some of my favorite episodes to do to give a little love out, to give a little shout out to those people who are trying to get off the off the starting gate with this stuff. You know, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about the news. You can send over news stuff that you think we should talk about. You can send over subjects that we should talk about. We're going to talk about Eternals, the movie uh, the next time around. But after that, we're going to be always looking for new topics, things you want us to talk about, uh, arguments, whatever, ideas. Send it over. Reading assignments. I just gave Andrew Strange Adventures from Tom King. But if you're reading something right now, whether it's Marvel, DC, Image, Aftershock, doesn't matter. And you're like, hey, I read this awesome thing. It's incredible. I think you guys should check it out. Send it over. We're always looking for something. You know, send it. If you're listening out there in the void, you want you want us to check something out. You want to put a microphone in front of something. Let us be that microphone for you guys. We're happy to do it. Send it over. Yeah. Like I said, next week is going to be the news. And then we'll do Eternals. And then after that, who the hell knows anymore? So send over whatever you got, people. I want to hear it. I want to see it. I'm very excited to finally talk to you about the Eternals. Okay, good. Do you want to just do it now? Yeah. And I'll just pretend like I did it? Yeah. Can you believe Excellent. Can you believe that post-credit scene? Oh, man. I was... I shit my pants at that cr- post-credit scene. Literally. It was crazy. Weirdly enough, I had a change of pants with me, too. Which you, I, doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Yeah. But this time I did. Just in case. I said, you know, Eternals. Eternals, if it's anything like the Neil Gaiman run, I might need a change of pants for this. And I was right. You know what my favorite part was? Uh, the part where I shit my pants? No, it was Lobo the Duck. It's my favorite part. You're still on the Lobo of the Duck. You're still thinking about Listen, that, aren't you? Listen, when I thought I was going to Italy, I made a list of comics that I wanted to download for the flight, and that was at the top. Are you serious? Yes. Excellent. Hold on. I'm going to write down that Lobo the Duck is going to be a reading assignment <laughs> for you someday. Great. Oh, that would be a good reading assignment. It's just one of the Amalgam Universe trade paperbacks. Oh, I'm going to write that down. I'm writing that down right now. Is there anything else we need to do to end the show? While I, I write this down. I also want to read Batverine. No, Dark Claw. Which sounds a lot like Ben Vereen, actually, when I say it out loud. All right, it does. That's it. We did a thing. We did a thing. We did a thing. There was no thing, thing, and now there's a thing. There you go. There and is a thing. It's that easy. Awesome. I have no other... Listen, I can't do another rant. Don't try... I can't end this on another rant, man. Don't make me do it. Another rant, man? Are you the rant man? I hate you. There's nothing about you I don't hate. I hate you so much. But I love you. Love you too. And that's the problem. I'm a rant man. Jooby dooby 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 zooby boo. All right. I'm going to stop now. I love that normally our endings of this show are pretty high energy. And uh, this one's going to be uh, a real piece of work. Listen, man, you can't. I Listen, man. 
Uh, what do you want? What do you want from me, man? All right. What do you, you can't can't depend on me for this all the time. All right. It's hard keeping this high energy up. This is high energy right now. This is as high as I get right now. It's because right, of the man? heroin pizza. Listen, man. Listen, listen, man. Listen, what do you want from me, man? You want me to get revved up? You want me to go on some sort of a rant or something? Some old school rant like we used to do back in the day? Fucking, I'll, I could, I could build up to it. I could do it right now. Give me something. You want to, you want me to fucking rant on it? How about, how about I rant about how I don't have the fucking energy to rant right now? All right, I got all sorts of shit going on right now. It's all falling apart over here. See this, see fucking this thing right here. That's falling apart right there. See that shit right? This, this fucking thing right here. It's, there's that. It's a whole fucking me- look at this. It's a mess over here. Look at all this shit. Here, look at that. Look at that. Look at that, Andrew. Look at that mess right there. That's what I'm. I'm dealing with. He's just showing me his junk. Yes, I am showing you my junk. It's all just junk. My junk is junk at this point. What's going on with my headphones now? Either I don't know what's good now. I feel, I can't. It's just off now. It's just off the rails, Andrew. We're all done. He's just talking about his to pants do. now. I just can't. What do you want me to do, man? What do you, I just, what do you want? What do you want from me, Andrew? Just, you just keep going with it. Just finish it off, man. Just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just out of it. I'm just out, man. Oh, crikey. Watch as we see the elusive podcast host having a mental breakdown. I'm a four-year-old now. I threw a party for 20 kids in my backyard. I went to pandemonium in about 20 minutes flat. Then I gotta he could attack at any moment, but kid, if he does, he's been don't worry. Up all over the place. I got because coming in, he's weak going and out. he's tired. I don't know what to do. They left food here. Do I but eat it? But it's best not to disturb away? him in his natural habitat. All right, and then the, the kids go. If to we're very quiet, I gotta we might up, be able to sneak up next to him. It's crazy, man. Just every day with this. Push a pillow right under his head. Just like. I had four and a half hours of sleep. He might fall asleep. The teacher is just up my ass about shit. And then it's just, oh, he's Jesus getting close now. Christ. Just want to take a nap. Can I just take a there nap? There he goes. All right. Next on the trip, a snoring podcast host. <laughs> 